We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, besties. You know what I don't have time for? Oh, my God, I love this podcast so much, you guys. Hey, yes. Hi, Jim and Max. Hey, what is it? Hey, Jim, I don't have time for this week. Imposter syndrome. Toddler support. What? What do I do with that? Thank you. Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring, bring. I'm your host, Kate Reeves. Along with your co-host. <laughs> Always jumping in there. Gemma Peanut. <laughs> No. You said it right, but it was like you were about to say it wrong. Gemma Penis. Gemma. Oh, yeah, right. Never gets old. Happy Friday, y'all. Hope you've had a lovely week. Hope you've got some lovely plans happening this weekend. I'm just relieved that it's all wrapping up for another week, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Every time I get to Friday, I just sigh and I'm like, finally, it's happening to me right in front of my face. Yeah. Anyway, do you know what we're going to do this Friday? We're going to solve some dilemmas and turn them into dilemonade because it's nice to go into the weekend feeling good about some things that have been weighing on you. Yeah, I feel like a spicy over ice in a weighted glass. Dile- weighted glass. Dilemonade margarita. Yeah. That's yeah. what I feel like. Like How a lemony, spicy margarita in a weighted glass. Lots of mm. ice. Mm. It's Friday. Hey, who called the hotline? Hi, besties. Do you know what I don't have time for? The crazy imbalance when it comes to the IVF mental load. Mm. We've been doing the IVF thing for about a year now with no success. And about a couple of weeks ago, we just got kiboshed on the last cycle of IVF. And right now would be the time that we would find out if we were pregnant or not. And I'm the only person that's thinking about it. And he's not. And that doesn't seem fair. I'm the one that is so devastated and he's just living his life. Am I in the wrong for absolutely hating his guts right now? Welcome to Is It Okay That I Hate My Husband's Guts, the podcast. True story. (laughs) We seem to be the destination. So many thoughts. There is absolutely nothing wrong with hating your husband's guts through this process. It is extremely challenging and very isolating. Now, my husband, when I went through IUI and did all the fertility drugs in the lead up for that, it didn't matter how much of a rock he was, Mm. it was still such an isolating and lonely experience. Because at the end of the day, everything is happening to you, to your body. You're being prodded and probed, but then you're the one waiting to feel a tweak or a... Symptoms. Yeah, exactly. Being on a stick. And the cruelest part about pregnancy symptoms is they are so similarly aligned to period symptoms. It's the cruelest part of nature, Mm -hmm. I feel. And so you're constantly thinking, this is it. This is it. My boobs are sore. My boobs are sore. I'm feeling something happening, cramping in my belly. Mm I feel tired, I've got a headache, like just all the things. Is it my period or um, am I pregnant or am I crazy every single month? Yeah, it's mental gymnastics and it's exhausting. And I understand that feeling of wanting to be like, feel it too, care, give a shit. I've got so many thoughts. Two things, two opposing thoughts. One, let's start benefit of the doubt. Men are wired differently to us. 
They are built differently biologically. They have different evolutionary wiring. Their thing is like, get out there, procreate, put babies in everyone, go and hunt, bring home bison, fucking keep all the family safe in the cave, right? Like that's how they're wired. They're wired to sort of get on with it and they can have babies for their entire lives. Like it never really runs out for them. So I guess it's not their fault is what I want to argue, even though I don't quite believe it, that they don't have that inbuilt, deeply passionate care and investment Mm. in the process. Mm. We do. We are built to make a family. We are built to cook and push out a bunch of babies to care about their welfare and their, the process. You know, we, we're just wired that way. We're, we're baby-making machines. And now, we're nurturers and we're nurturers. at the core. Then there comes evolution. And a modern woman and a modern man, it's a bit different. You know, not everyone is that instant nurturer who wants to have a baby as a woman. Not every man is just that, like, me, go impregnate women, save from cave. You know, like, that, not every man is that. And I would argue that the men I want in my life do give a shit, do come on the journey, do take responsibility, do buy in. And I'm I'm personally so tired of that old fucking song of, like, oh, yeah, I didn't really think about it from your perspective. Think about it. Like, if you can impregnate someone, then you need to hold half the responsibility. If you're going on this IVF journey, then you need to hold her hand and look after her welfare and at least feign interest in the process as support to your partner. Am I sounding ranty? No, I mean, rant on, sister. Mm. To sort of echo what you're saying, I think it's important to ask for what you need in support. You can't. That's really good advice. You can't make him care more or be as devastated as you or be as invested in every single appointment so true everyone has their own mental and emotional journey with how they're going to show up in this process he probably doesn't care as much he probably doesn't and can i say something dl let's just assume you had the smoothest sailing easy run with getting pregnant the nine months you're pregnant, he's not going to care yeah. the same way you care. No. You are reminded every single hour of every day that you are pregnant, yeah. especially during your first pregnancy when you're not chasing after an older sibling. You have all the time in the world to lie there and start dreaming up the future for this child. You feel every kick, every flutter. You physically see the changes of your body. You might feel sick. You might have mental health issues. Men don't have that. Mm -hmm. They have none of that. Now, that's not their fault. No. They can't grow babies. So they don't have that experience. So the care factor side of things is a hard one. This is a weird example, but you know how a lot of women, and again, generalizing here, visualize their wedding day. Mm -hmm. So Mm. (laughs) most women plan their whole wedding day in their heads, whether they're engaged or not, it comes, right? You visualize it the day. Now, what happens often is when it comes to the wedding day, women have lived through all the emotions and feelings in the lead up many times over. And so when it comes to the day, you walk down the aisle often. And as a photographer who has literally shot hundreds of weddings, the brides are always very well kept together. A little bit numb even. Yes. And it's the grooms who crumble and fall apart and the whole day arrives on them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. (laughs) I'm getting married. Like, you know, and they are overcome with emotion. I think the same thing happens with birth. Mm where it's too abstract for a guy to visualise or understand what pregnancy is Mm -hmm. and then suddenly a newborn gets put in their arms and they're overcome Mm. with the most intense emotion. Not always, of course. For some people it doesn't happen that quickly. But, yeah, I know know exactly what you're saying. Women almost like dress rehearse every 
very big we do. stage of our lives. We go through it mentally and emotionally before it even happens multiple times. That's kind of because we're often, again, fucking generalizing, but we're the engines yes. in these relationships that make things happen. Maybe yeah. if we didn't have that sort of thing propelling us forward, families would never get made, you know? Mm. So we've done it. And for them, they're like, oh, cool, we're, do- we're, do- we're doing this. Yeah. And then they're kind of there, you yeah. know? And like, what's the best you can ask for? But then I get mad at myself because I'm like, that's such a low bar. So I think what you said about like asking, asking. for what you need, yes. fucking vital. Tell him. Tell him how you feel. Tell him you feel lonely and like he's you're not being supported. Yeah. Give him a chance to show up for you in the way that you need without just hating his guts quietly and suffering in silence. Exactly. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, I'm having a really hard time with this unsuccessful IVF round. Mm. Sometimes I just need a hug yeah. and I just need you to hold my hand and tell me it's going to be okay. Yeah. Now, it sounds really patronising, but I've literally said that to hubs before. I don't need to be lectured or told it's all going to be fine. I just need you to hold my hand and say, I'm sorry, baby. Yeah, I'm we'll sorry you're it. feeling this way. We'll yeah. get through it. Yeah. And I know you don't want to script Mm. for what they have to say and there's a part of you that goes they should instinctively know what to say they should care about me more but the reality is men can feel helpless and I'm not Mm empathizing at all I know it can come across that way but I think you have to do the work on yourself because it's the only thing you can control you are going to do yourself into the ground getting angry about him not caring enough and it's actually something you can't change Mm. now I assure you he wants this baby with you Because you're doing IVF. Imagine if he was like, I don't want to do IVF. Mm. I don't believe in IVF. If it happens, it happens. Like obviously some steps have happened where he's got on board of this IVF train, but you're not happy about him not matching you on your level. And I so get that. I fucking get that feeling where it's like, hey, we are making this baby together. Mm. How are you not as devastated or invested in this as me? I feel like it's a really female experience. And particularly like early 30s, mm. first major relationship or your first marriage, I want to say, mm. where you're like, yeah, you kind of, you expect them to read your mind, yep. just show up for you, know how to take care of you. And I think as we get older, what we're definitely learning, right, is you actually teach people how to love you, yep. you teach people how to treat you. And if you don't communicate, fuck that resentment will fester oh, man. and it will grow into the biggest, it will metastasize. Yeah. And if you're about to have a baby with this guy, you've got to start practicing asking for what you need because yeah. when that baby comes along, you'll just be walking around stewing like, he didn't fucking do this, he didn't fucking do that, he didn't fucking do that. Like the mental load is about to skyrocket for you guys. Yep. So yeah, Gem is so fucking, I hate to say it, <laughs> she's so fucking right on this one. I've lived it. Yeah. I've walked it yeah. and I've never felt more alone than going through that fertility journey. Yeah. And I actually didn't rely on my husband to show up for appointments. I relied on actually the good mum's mum. Yeah. She took me to all my appointments because I needed someone nurturing and caring. And, and she was that and she's nursey and midwifey. Yeah. Whereas my husband wasn't that. And I was okay with acknowledging, you know what? He's not the best support person for this. He is great at so many other things yeah. for our family. I also think it's worth entertaining the idea men don't want babies as much as we do 
right? And, and that is biological. And, well, and it's okay. Mm. I feel like sometimes we attach how much they love, love us, us. Yeah. to how much they want a baby with us. But it actually, I think they're totally separate. Yeah. Like you can love someone to death and want to make a family, the two of you, and be a unit and a couple and build a life with someone and not want to have a baby. Mm. Like I think we need to start entertaining the idea that a baby does not a love story make no and it doesn't equate no what the range of love is no so i think like just because someone doesn't want to have seven babies with you doesn't mean they don't they're not obsessed with you you know another angle i'd like to throw out there is you've been doing this ivf journey for a year Mm. that is let down after let down after let down and that journey of hope disappointment hope disappointment is exhausting i don't know Is this his coping mechanism? Because my husband, to me, wasn't sympathetic enough when we were struggling to conceive. Mm. It drove me fucking crazy as well. And then I realised that he was doing self-preservation. Yeah. It was like his way of armouring up for the journey ahead was actually to be a bit cold and a bit numb and a bit detached Mm. from the journey. And that was just how he coped. Yeah. It's not how I cope. I'm like... Feelings on my sleeve, fucking heart bleeding externally, like fucking blubbery mess. But that's okay. But I think you just need to have a conversation about it. Also, that thing about couples, right? When one person's falling apart, someone needs to be the rock mm-hmm. like and vice versa. I, it's not what you're describing here, but no. just thinking of the positives of having that balance of like someone who's devastated and fucking in it and then have someone a little steady Eddie to just keep the ship going, you know? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, you are absolutely well within your rights to hate him, but give him a chance to be unhateable. Yeah. <laughs> give him a chance to show up for you. And that chance comes in the form of conversation. Yeah. That wow. clearly needs to be had. Yeah. And uh, we're Oprah now. <laughs> <laughs> but, dear, we love you. I just, my heart really yeah. goes out to you. I like, feel for you, baby. Rebs and I know journey. this journey. It's, yeah. it's so tough. And actually, we've got a, a girlfriend in our inner circle who is struggling to conceive right now. And she's a friend who actually is very private, Mm. notoriously private, but she's reached out to our group of girlfriends and just said, hey, didn't fall pregnant again, just got my period. Just need to feel seen. Just need to feel seen. Yeah. I'm doing it rough. And we've just piled on love onto her. Is there a community Mm. that you can reach out to so that you can get that kind of support, even if it's an online group, a Facebook group? There's there's Facebook groups for fucking everything. Like a TTC sponsor. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, totally. Just so you can feel held by that crowd who actually get it. Really get it. Yeah, nothing kind of hovers around and follows you around like a negative pregnancy test when you're trying to conceive. It's a real... Ball ache. Yeah, hungy pee. And I'm trying to do a thought experiment where I flip it a bit. I'm trying to entertain a scenario where Hubs has been really disappointed by something that I just didn't get. Mm. It Sometimes it was like a work-related thing where he would come home and he didn't win a deal that he had been working on. And I was being quite dismissive, mm. if I was honest. He would come home in a mood and I was like, who cares? Doesn't matter. Get the next deal. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. Like I've been I've been working on this deal for two years and mm. it just fucking fell through. And to me, it's like not a big deal. Like, oh, it's all right. All we'll right. Be right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Onwards but then, and upwards. <laughs> but then sometimes I have to go, oh no, this actually really matters to him. Yeah. And this is what women are so good at. And what we wish men were better at. Well, and again, 
not to empathize, but if you give them the chance, they might just step up. Yeah. They're not able to step up if they're not given the opportunity. Totally agree, Revs. And, you know, next time you need to be comforted, you might not have to ask for it. So project yourselves a year down the track and, you know, start to teach him how to how to love you now. And mm. then what your needs are. And what they your needs need are. to be met because you're having a tough time. Well, DL, we love you. We love you. Hope your baby's just around the corner. Yep. Keep us posted. I, I used to hate what they said in all the fucking Facebook groups. Baby dust in your direction. It's like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fucking Tinkerbell. Yeah. I'm me- injecting myself with hormones. <laughs> mm. Do something more practical or productive than so sending. not baby dust. Just uh, Yeah, no baby dust. Um, just deep psychological work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. And we'll be back in your ears on Sunday for those who are uh, DNM subscribers. We have a juicy one this weekend. We sure. Or do dating after divorce i can't wait for this one dl's it's a goodie i really dissect revs on this one <laughs> i've done you all a solid there are a few things that i had to work hard a bit like pulling blood out of a stone with revsy but we got there yeah if you're feeling just a little pervy like what's it like what's yeah. it like to date after divorce jump on in there or if you are navigating it yourself obviously come join <laughs> come join the clan and dl's just quickly as well for those of you who are android users who don't have mm. apple products we're working on it. We, we promise. We, we're determined to get DNM on Spotify. It's just not an easy process, but we will get there and we'll keep you posted. We promise. And a few people have asked if they subscribe now, do they have access to the back catalogue of DNM, like the ones that have come out previously? You do. You get access to absolutely everything. Yeah, so, so you've got a nice little vault of episodes yeah. to get tucked into. There's like four or five waiting for you. So, so jump good. on in. We love you guys. Have a brilliant weekend. Ta-ta for now. Bye.